Ted, we're losers, man. <laughs> we're in this room. We're Jesus. trying to do a podcast, and every time we realize we don't have time. <laughs> and look at this. We're out of time. Thanks for listening to the podcast, right. everybody. Oh, it's like, all right, we got, we got, let's do, we get, we got a hard 30 in us. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Rock Hard Ted 30. Smith <laughs> and Steve Mitz. You are now entering the Megacast. Big Z, I feel Ted. like Triple H. I just want to scream and like spit uh, water. I want to see it. I want to see you do <laughs> it, baby. Let's freaking go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Crawl out. <laughs> wearing, wearing my Mickey Ward shirt. Like, 19, let's fight. 1997, bitch. <laughs> Mickey Ward. He's a boxer, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, yeah, Mark Wahlberg played him in that movie. That's right. Yeah. Nice. He had some uh, legendary fights against this one other dude. So, like, uh, back in the day when I was training for boxing, I watched a lot of his fights. Okay, I was going to ask you, like, who's your all-time favorite boxer? Oh, Sugar Ray Leonard. Dude, great pick. <laughs> He's also a PG County guy. <laughs> I loved, I freaking, like, my all-time favorite is Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Yeah, that, well, yeah. I mean, the dude, I mean, we are, well, we... You might have been a little too young because you're a few years younger than me. Not much. Not much. Did you I, I get always to... forget. What am I? I'm 42. I'm 48. Right. I, I said yeah. so six years. I've okay. always like, Steve's like two years older than I am. And then I'll you'll take remind it. me. But like <laughs> but, Cobb says, you're aging in reverse. You're like Benjamin Button. I'm Steve Button, baby. <laughs> Steve Miggsy Button. Button. That should be your new wrestling name. Miggsy Button. Let's go. I know, dude. I was telling somebody about like. Touch it. Touch the Miggsy Button. Touch the button. There's two of them. You got it. Yeah. Uh, I was telling one of the guys, like, we were just BSing about the whole AEW experience when I got to wrestle at AEW. And I was like, it's just crazy to be someone in your 40s, start training at 40. And then next thing you know, you're on one of the biggest wrestling companies in your 40s. Like, that should have never happened. Like, it'll never, that'll never not blow my mind. Like, that never should have happened to me. But, like, the fact that it did was such a testament to great timing and a lot of hard work. And he just looked at me and goes, oh, I thought you were my age. I'm like, well, how old are you? He's like, I'm 38. And I was like, ah, oh, yeah. He's like, that just blew. He's like, I, I honestly did not hear anything else you said after you said you started training at 40 ish. Because he's like, I didn't, even, I didn't even think you were in your 40s. I was like, I, I love hearing that. Thank you. Seriously. But did you grow up getting to see Mike Tyson fight? Like in his early, like. So I was, right. So that's where those six years will come into place. Yes. Like we had an aunt. One of my mom's sisters had HBO or Showtime, okay. whatever his fights were on. Yeah. So I remember as a kid, like I remember the Sphinx fight. Yes. Because I remember the Sphinx guy looked so scared. He was like pale, but he is a black man. Uh, and, <laughs> and then what, like 91 seconds that fight. Yeah. That was amazing. But like the one he lost to Buster Douglas, like oh. I remember being in my aunt's house, but I fell asleep before it came on and like woke up to everybody screaming. So the Sphinx fight, I remember. La- so we would always go to our, our neighbor's house. This I, uh, the, we, I call him Uncle Patty. He was not my uncle, but like that, their family was like our uncle. Yeah, aunt. we do that. Yeah. I, yeah. The, their kids were like my cousins. Like we were all like we were all, but we would go to his house because they would all they would pay whatever amount of money it was at the time to get the pay per view of that fight or whatever it was. And I remember him being so pissed off. He said, like, "I spent all this money, and there was only oh. ninety one seconds." And I'm like, "That was amazing." He's like, "No, it was." And I'm like, "Because I'm a Mike Tyson fan," and I'm like, "I want to just see him wreck people, uh, man." And then when the Buster Douglas fight happened, I remember getting to watch that at home because that one was on, I think HBO. Right. And we had HBO at my house, so we were watching it, and he lost. 
And I was devastated. I didn't want to talk to anyone. I was struggling not to cry. It was like watching my favorite team lose in the Stanley Cup Finals in Game 7 in overtime. Like, you know, because you're just so, Buster Douglas, this guy's a chum. This is, Mike Tyson's going to eat him alive. And then yeah. you lost. You're like, what the F just Wasn't happened? Was fighting like China or Japan or something? I feel yes. like it was in Asia. I think it was in Japan. All right. I think. I could be, I, you know, I'm sure somebody would correct us, but, you know. Google's not our friend right now. Um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. But same thing. I remember falling asleep. I woke up because everybody was screaming. But again, like, and, and sometimes I have to remind myself too with PM when you're like in the second or third grade is late. That's really hard to stay up that late. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I remember in the playground the next day at recess or like the next Monday, like doing impressions of like him trying to, <laughs> he was like, he tried to get off the mat and he fell back down. <laughs> So I remember so all that stuff. But he was such a badass. He'd come out with just the black trunks, the black shoes, with the white towel over his head. Like, he's just like, I'm ready to murder people. Like, there was no pomp and circumstance to Mike Tyson. No. Everything about him was so badass. And I just was like, I look back and I'm like, people don't realize, because they don't know him as the guy who bit someone's ear off. A lot of people who are younger oh, than us. I watched that fight at my buddy Josh Perkins' house. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, do yourself a favor and just go on YouTube and watch some of those old ESPN Mike Tyson in his early days when he was first like just becoming a name and it's like watching a pit bull with boxing gloves on. You still watch boxing? Not no, not as much as I used to, man. I used to because when you said Sugar Ray Leonard, that was my other guy. Yeah, I yeah. love that guy. Did you hate marvelous Marvin Hagler then? No, we just love Sugar Ray because okay. he was from PG County. I have. I, it would take me a while to find on my phone. There's a picture of him. I'm me meeting him as a baby because oh. I was in the hospital. Did he had, baptize you? No, I had. <laughs> One day you'll be a boxer, Ted. I like the whooping cough or something. I don't know. Apparently, were you, I was. Were you a juggalo when you were a kid? I was just in a bubble for like a, for a few weeks. Were you really? Yeah. I mean, I don't whoop, remember. Whoop. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> But there's a picture of like Sugar Ray Leonard saying hi to my mom at the hospital. Oh my gosh, dude. And then right, and then I still watch like like if I have a Friday night where I'm doing nothing, like I watch Friday night fights. Sometimes on Saturday nights, like I forget who I was watching two weeks ago. But a couple of good Mexican boxers just going at it. I love De La Hoya. Yeah, he was great. Mayweather to me is arguably one of the best boxers of all time, but I wouldn't call him a fighter. And he's yeah. very good at the sweet science. He knows how to slip punches. I mean, he, he is what he is. But, dude, I'm a Mike Tyson fan through and through. That is not my style of boxing. Well, that's where you I, play, where you're using defense. And, like, I mean, look, Mayweather is great, but, like, I just found him boring. But, like, you're right. He's he's probably arguably the greatest boxer of all time. Yeah. And, I mean, that's why I used to, like, I mean, look, I, I'm a boxing nerd. But, like, people forget, like, De La Hoya was a fighter. Yes. Like, he had one fight where he was running around and he lost. And then he came back and would punish people. Yes. You know, like Canelo hits with power. I remember, Even Pacquiao for a little dude hits with power. De La Hoya always looks so intimidating when like, like by like the sixth round and his hair's all sweaty and he had his face is all right, bruised. bruised. Like his face bruised really easy. But he just keeps coming. And then it, like that's when he got scarier. Yeah. He's just like, this guy is like the Terminator. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> awesome, dude. Did you watch the um dating us too, but whatever. Uh did you remember that TV show The Contender? Yeah. I love that show. It was like yeah. a reality show where they were trying to like find like the next this big boxer. boxer, right? And yeah. Sugar Ray Leonard was like the host of that. He was. Yeah. And there was a guy <laughs> this is gonna sound horrible. There was a guy that used to fight in Baltimore. He was on that show for a little bit. I think they changed his nickname, but his nickname was the Dingling Man. <laughs> and he I'm telling you, Migs. We would go to Michael's 8th Avenue and, and like broadcast from these fights, and he was like Tyson. Same build, like just scary. Yeah. And the dingling man would go out there. <laughs> That's and a bad nickname for someone who's scary. Yeah, right. Well, apparently it wasn't 
far off. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But he would just... That's why he had the extra long shorts. Yeah. He would just crush people. But then as he got bigger in the city, right, because I'm interning uh, with Thrill on the sports show, uh-huh. and I started working for him, like we would have him on the show, and you know, I'm sure people know this, but like before you have an interview during the commercial break, you call him or whatever. Yeah. So we've only interviewed him post-fight. He's all jacked up. Then you call him, and he's like, uh, hello. Oh, no. Hey, man. Like, is this, is this like, I don't know, we'll call him Charles. Is this Charles? Dangling man? Uh, yeah, man, I'm at work. What do you do? And I, I work in IT. <laughs> wow. Right? He was yeah. like the most straight-laced, nerdy guy. Like, but in the boxing ring, he was a ma- like just a menace. Like you forget that this person actually has to have like an actual day job. Yeah, exactly. Right, because yeah. he's you know he's a low-ranked uh, professional boxer. It's like, dude, there's a guy in the world of wrestling. His name's Mance Warner, and he's like a hybrid of like Stone Cold Steve Austin meets like the Terry Funk, like old school wrestlers. He goes in there, he talks like he's like, yeah, I'm gonna crush a beer and I'm gonna kick this person's butt, make y'all bleed, and he's like. You tell them old mantras come and done. Tell them I'm going to preach. I'm going to preach all over their face. Like, he's just that guy. He does stuff at Defy as well. Lord. Right. But he's extreme. And then somebody says, you know what mantra does? You know what good old mantra does as a day job? I'm like, I forget that these guys have day jobs. Like, I forget that, that like this isn't enough to pay their bills just yet. And they're hoping one day it will be. I'm like, well, what does he do? And I'm figuring it's going to be like, oh, he does IT. He's like, oh, no, he's a, he's a counselor at a school. I'm just like, what? And he's like the extreme crazy guy. He's bleeding face. I'll have to, dude, I'll have to find a picture of him. Like, if you Google, dude, just Mance Warner, which is such a, I'm sure that's not his real name. And I'm, I don't even think anyone on here, perfect picture I just found right there. This guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I you recognize him. He's awesome. One of the nicest guys. I love the dude, but he is a certifiable nutcase in the ring. Bleeding all the time, doing crazy stuff, and you know stuff with mouse traps getting slamming on his tongue. And I'm like, this guy is giving advice and helping the future kids of America. <laughs> it's incredible. Like, I want to know. I want to meet these kids. And how many of them know, or do none of them know? Because I don't know if he makes it public that he's like, you know, a counselor. Probably not. Yeah. Like, I mean, enough people know because. I didn't find out from him. I found well, out from I'm saying he probably doesn't tell the school or the kids. Right. Like, old Mantra's going to go beat some people's asses this weekend, but don't forget to think about your future. I will say, though, to his credit, somebody that can turn it on as a character mm-hmm. and not like, because, look, whether it's radio, wrestling, sometimes people get lost in their quote unquote character. Yeah. Like, I kind of respect that. Like, ah, he probably makes a good counselor because he knows he can do it for show without like losing himself in it and being a maniac. And probably gets a lot of aggression out over the weekends in his wrestling matches that by the time Monday comes around, old Nancer is feeling real good and calm. <laughs> well, people like opposites. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like there's a lot of NFL guys who th- their favorite sport to watch is Premier League soccer. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, you know the name Harry Kane? It's soccer familiar. player? Yeah. So he played at Tottenham. He's the the captain of the English national team, right? A tremendous footballer. He just signed a massive deal with Byron Munich. And I saw an interview with him the other day, and he's like, oh, when, I, when I'm done with soccer, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try my hand to kick it in the NFL. Like, he's still... He's one of the greatest soccer players on the planet right now. And he, in the back of his head, is like, oh, I want to go chase that dream. What's my plan B? <laughs> Ted Talks, <laughs> starring DTX Med. Steve, today's Ted Talk is one word. What? Communication. Communicate. I think uh, we see it in personal, 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 personal relationships. Too many punches to the head there. Mickey Ward. <laughs> <All right. laughs> 
he's, he's losing it right now. Uh, you know, you, look, anybody that's ever had any type of romantic relationship knows how big communication is, mm-hmm. right? Like we see it at work, uh, even just within your family. I mean, you know, like I. The point is, like, sometimes you just got just call people and just tell them, yeah, and just communicate. And like I always talk about reaching out and saying hey to a friend or whatever. This is the same thing, you know. Just I don't, it's not always going to be easy or or enjoyable, but like tell people what you're feeling. Now, you yes. don't have to do it all the time, right? I'm not saying go zero to a hundred, right? You don't have to pick pick the hills you're willing to die on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pick your battles every once in a while. But if there's something that's like kind of getting under your skin, say something. Otherwise, they don't know. Exactly. That's how, so often I'm like, whenever like, I'll talk to some buddies in the world wrestling, they're like, this promoter doesn't want to use me because of X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, have you ever hit them up? No, but they know I'm available. I'm like, well, you're not, if you're not willing to talk to them and you're assuming that they're mad at you, they might not even think, they might, you're not even on their radar. Like yeah, the least, this- you owe it to them to at least reach out first. And then if, they, if they're a jerk to you, then yes, you have a reason to be upset with them. And I, and I would say, right. And on the flip side, sometimes too, like you got to ask somebody to help you. Yeah. You can't just bitch at them at the end. If they don't know, then they can't be like, oh, I'll help you with this. Right, right, right. No, that makes sense. Dude, we even talked about it this morning during the morning show on BJ and Migs. Somebody texted in and was just like, hey, how do I get my husband to stop spending our money all the time and doing it behind my back and making up lies, saying that, like, you know, he's like, oh, I, I bought this truck part for my friend for 1500 Then I b- find out that he actually bought it from a store for, like, a couple thousand dollars. And I'm like, dude, you might have to look internally. Are you giving him crap all the time for make- him making purchases? And if you are, he might just be sick of having to kind of explain why he's making certain purchases. I'm not yeah. saying it's right, but I've been that person where I'm like, I don't feel like having to be given crap for spending my money that I worked hard for because, you know, I'm, I'm being told, oh, that's too expensive. Why are you buying that? I'm like, well, I can afford it. Now, yeah. if you can't afford it, obviously that's a problem. But, like, there's a good chance he's li- lying or just keeping something from you because you make him feel bad every time that you bring, he, he tries to buy something. And that, yeah. that's, that's communication right there. Like, he needs to be better also. Like, he can't be hiding from it. But, like, I understand why someone would be that way. <laughs> Communication. Communication. It's very, very important. Right. <laughs> it's so funny. We always joke about it in the radio industry. Sometimes you're just like, did that person? No. Like, it's crazy how we are in a business of communication, and sometimes people just don't communicate. Oh, it's unreal. Now, look, that the only full time, you know, like, I, I worked bars, and then yeah. I was a janitor at the AFL-CIO. So obviously, you know, in the union and stuff, like, you know what's going on. Right, right, right. Or you can go talk to somebody. But it's always blown my mind in this industry. And it's always like, people tell each other, like, keep this secret, keep that secret. It's like, well, the whole industry is full of people that talk. So nothing (laughs) really stays secret, but it's so, it it drives me up a wall. And then, like, look, I do it. Like, I I, I mean, there's certain times where, like, like, well, why didn't this, why didn't this get done? Like, you didn't email me. Right. That simple. If, if I knew I had to do it, I would have done it. Right? It's like that in the home life, the work life, friend life. <laughs> right? We can't just expect that people are reading our minds. No. And I even said, like, sometimes when I'm like, oh, man, this person, I have to remind myself of that because I think I battle that kind of like in, in a sense of anxiety of like, this person clearly doesn't give a crap about me. I wasn't even invited to that. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I never see this person. They might not even know I wanted to go to that thing. You know, it's like it's the old yeah. joke of like, I'm mad I wasn't invited to the party. Would you have gone to the party? No, but I just wanted to know that I was invited to the party. And I'm like, I got to a point where I'm like, 
Maybe they just assumed he's not coming to the party. Why even invite him? And I should stop thinking like they're out to get me. Yeah. You know, but, but I don't know why that your brain does that. Dude, I've been trying to be better about that. Like, and it's funny. I'm like, I say I'm reading a book, but I'm listening to a book. I'm trying to be that guy. Hey, that counts. Thank you. I argue about this all the time where I'm like, if I went through a book, read it or had it talked to me, audio book, I still know what the book is about. So wouldn't that constitute reading a book? Yeah. I mean, I guess I didn't read it, but it, it's a lot easier to say, hey, I read this book as opposed to I listened to this audio book of this. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's, it's, yeah. So I was, I, I'm reading one of those, it's like something like unf your brain. And, All right. And it breaks a lot of things down to like the simplest stuff. And I'm like, oh man, I didn't even think of it that way. And I'm trying to be better at that. And I'm getting like, there's two books I'm going back and forth between that both have the F word in them because that's just me. I was like, well, that looks interesting. And one of them was just like, you know, your human emotions usually technically only last 90 seconds. We choose to let them go on longer than that. So like whatever you're feeling, obviously there are certain things that are just heartbreaking, but like on the whole, like you're mad at someone really your, your body and your mind are only telling you to be upset for about 60 to 90 seconds. But then what do we do? We keep reliving it and making it worse and worse and worse. Now we're having arguments in our brain with that person. I was like, yep, yep. never thought about it that way. But yeah, that's I'm guilty of that all the time in the shower. Oh, I was doing it last night. Right. I, I laid in bed at like midnight. Uh-huh. Laid there running over scenarios that have not happened that I have no idea. Gosh, right. Dude. For an hour. And then, and then I just was like, what am I doing? I will say this. I have a buddy... His dad was he's been very successful in in different businesses, right? Yeah. And this was only ugh, like two or three years ago, right? So I mean, I'm already forty uh-huh. or turning forty, and I was bitching about something, and he just looked at me. He goes, "You have a right to be angry about that." He goes, "What you need to learn to do is to give it its time." Yes. Like if you want to go off, he goes, "Even if forty five minutes or an hour, okay." He goes, "But just." Put it down at that point. Don't it's let it done. consume. And that took me a long time to learn, especially at work. There was stuff that would bug me. And then I realized, like, well, my boss, ain't he's not sitting at home sweating it. No. Why am I letting it ruin my entire weekend? He probably has zero thought about it. Yeah. And but in your head, like you're thinking like they're out to get me right now. Yeah. Like, like, like he's at home at dinner with like, you know, his wife or his friend. And just like, how can we conspire to F10 over again? And no one's really doing that. But our brain's telling us that it is. Yeah. And over the book, quote. Reading the subtle art of not giving an F. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. I've heard of that one. It's actually been so far so good. I mean, look, I read that Geronimo book, but yes. it took me a while, and I have a slight uh, learning disability. So, like, reading, it takes me a minute to read stuff, but mm-hmm. that's only because I started commuting on the train every day, and I had a dedicated spot to sit there and read, like, a chapter or two a day. See, for me, I've got that long drive home, and I'm at the point where I'm like, I can only listen to so many wrestling podcasts. Like, at some point, like... I think that's a great idea. So, I'm trying that, it's, it's, but there are some, like... Some uh, some of the authors read the book themselves, and some of them aren't very good at like when they get a, like that subtle art of not giving it. They have like a voice actor or like someone who they paid to like narrate it, and he's great. But then yeah. I was reading another book where the woman was reading it, and it was just like it was almost like I was reading it myself. Like I'd find myself zoning out, like I used to do when I'd read a book, and I have to go back like three chapters because I forgot what I even read. Are yeah, you just scam through or scan through it? Yes, yeah. I'm doing that with this. I'm like just driving, zoning out, and I'm like. I don't know what she just said. I got to rewind it now a good seven minutes. Uh, but it's interesting. The craziest part, what I've learned about these audiobook things, I never thought about it this way. It tells you how long the book is. Because, you know, it's a piece of audio that you're renting. Like, I, I'm actually using a library app called uh, Libby, where if you have a library oh, nice. card. So it's free. So I don't have to I don't have to buy these audiobooks. You can just stream them for free. Like, they have 
wait lists because there's only X amount of people can stream them at a certain amount of times, which I think is kind of odd because of the world we're in, but whatever. Um, but then they'll say, this book is five hours long. And I'm like, huh, yeah, I never thought that I could read a book in five hours. To me, a book takes like five months. Oh, man, I know. When we got back from vacation, Thrill was talking about reading like two, like one and a half, two books. Huh? And I'm, uh, right, and I'm, all right, I'm just like, I was like, dude, I'm jealous. I just, I can't read that fast. I, and I don't have that kind of patience. Yeah. Like, I'm like a, maybe a couple chapters in a night when I did read a book, and then I'd set it down for a couple of days and then come back to it. And then I'd forget what I read, so I had to go back a chapter and start. <laughs> I know. I, we're the same way. I get fidgety. Yeah. That's what's nice about like last week I was in Montana, and there was always something to do. Whether it's jumping a lake, play some cornhole, or drive into town, or I, you know, you know me, I love running the grill. Yeah. So like, right, and it was funny. Like my phone was like, you only averaged twenty some minutes last week on your phone, and I was like, oh wow, yeah. I was like, well, yeah, because I just didn't even look at. I mean, hell, to the the service is a little spotty, but dude, are you that way? Like, I I I get nervous when I get that alert every week. And it says, oh, how high is it? Like, uh, did I go down? And I get so fired up whenever I go down below X amount of hours. Oh, I'm just yeah. Like, oh my gosh, I I I chopped down. Oh, you should have like three hours. Oh, I'm I'm worse than that. Yeah, or like three and a half. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. I'm just like <laughs> I think around six. All right. Yeah. When it's well. Yeah. Also, use it for work too. And I also use like I I, I you know going to work and coming back. Uh, my phone is technically being used for podcasts or audiobooks. So that, that uh, GPS. So the car I, I got is an old car. I can't figure out how to get the radio to work. <laughs> and trust me, don't don't email in the guy that the guy who owned the car can't figure it out. Like so, like when I was like this summer, I took a couple tr- road trips down to Portland. Same thing. I just throw on my Pandora, the tailgate radio station. Yeah, buddy. And then that next week, it's like you averaged seven hours. Like, what in the f was I doing? And I'm like, oh, because it was on the whole time yeah. I was driving around. Yeah, you gotta check the breakdown and be like, okay, I was only on Twitter for ten minutes today. I did pretty good. That's a that's a victory. Come on. Oh, I'm sorry, X. <laughs> <laughs> Spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of sport, the thrill of victory, and the agony of defeat. This is the Ted Smith's Wide World of Sports. Brought to you by Smith Family Popcorn. Good people. Great popcorn. Greatest sponsor that's not really a sponsor. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> An association with Smith Family Beer Garden. You too can advertise on our podcast if you're related to one of us. Uh, my cousin Carly, she uh, she got married and this is her second marriage, so they were having a small ceremony, but they had the like reception up in Cape Cod at the Smith Family Beer Garden. So it was nice. A, I, I was in Montana, so I didn't go, but it was a big weekend for the Smiths and the Beer Garden. Plus, I think that's that, got to help business when you got all the short, little, bald, chubby dudes running around <laughs> telling jokes. So they had the wedding there? So they did the wedding separate. Okay. And then just like, hey, like, we're not, like, they had both been married before. Like, he has a kid. So they were just like, we'll, we'll have, like, a very low-key reception. Nice. Like, you would have loved it. Like, Cape Cod, right? mid-August or all you know late August like no, no dress code it's literally in a beer garden that's if awesome. you want to show up cool if not no worries that's awesome <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I was kind of bummed I missed it but man Montana is just awesome I, I still have to get there you haven't been over I've only driven through it and stayed a night there when I was moving from New York to Seattle 
And the only thing I remember about Montana was that the tap water was actually pretty good. Do you, <laughs> you ever fish? No, no, man. Like never? Then he was a kid? I mean, I think, yeah. But at these days, no. You know, being a plant-based weirdo, I don't eat it. So it's, there's no like, no, no, like, oh, I want to do it. But I did when I was a kid. We stayed uh, in a town called Polson mm-hmm. on Flathead Lake, which is one of the biggest lakes like east of the Mississippi or west of the Mississippi. I love swimming and stuff, but like one of the last days we were there, I brought my my buddy. He likes to fish, so we went down there. Uh, Steve, you you've never fished like this. I mean, literally, like throw it in, catch it. I mean, we just perch, but like throw it in, catch one, toss it back. I mean, it was unbelievable. Damn, my buddy's four year old daughter caught one. She didn't even know what she was doing. She just started reeling and was like, "Francis, I think you got a fish." That's amazing. Yeah. I bet she was fired up. Oh, beyond fired up, man! Because sometimes you're like, "This is a, this could be a valuable lesson of disappointment to a child." Because we did like a, we went to a car show real quick. Sorry, all right. Uh, but we went to a car show and they had a ra- Tatum loves Legos and they had like a Lego set that she saw. She's like, "Daddy, I want that." Now if it was a store, I'd just buy it for her. But this was a tr- this was a raffle, so I'm like, "Ah, I don't know if we can get it." She's like, "We have to win it." She's like, "Well, Daddy, I want to win it." I'm like, "Well, in order to win it, we have to buy raffle tickets." Daddy bought, I was gonna say, Daddy bought yeah, raffle. So Daddy things. bought like ten dollars of raffle tickets, and then right. Dad, and then Grandpa he bought five bucks of raffle tickets. So now we had raffle tickets, and we put and each item had its own raffle. So you put it in the box for whatever the item was that you wanted to win. So we just put all fifteen or whatever it was. Like I think it was like you get six tickets for five bucks. So six, twelve, eighteen. We had like eighteen raffle tickets. Put them all just into the Lego box and nice. hope for the best. Auction. I mean, the, the the raffle's now going, and I'm just standing there, dude, sweating. Like, man, she's so fired up. She's she's got the all the confidence in the world that she's gonna win this, right? Oh and yeah. I'm just like, man, if we don't win this, do I promise to buy her one? Like how? Like this is now another moment of dad needs to learn how to be a father. You know, how do I explain yeah. disappointment? I don't really want to, but like I'm gonna have to. And so I'm waiting and waiting, and then they pull out a, a, a ticket, but somebody didn't rip up their tickets. So when they pulled out the ticket out of the box, it was the whole strand. And I'm like, so I was like, oh. F like we're not that I know I ripped all the tickets before yeah. I put them in the box well then the person who pulled it out of the box got annoyed with that it's like you gotta rip your tickets in order to like and for it to count so then he, that person ripped them all I'm like well he's just gonna grab the one that's and then he put them all back in there shook it back up I would think the first one would have been the winner that's what I thought Ted alright so he shakes it back up puts it all back in there reads the number it's like 951 and I'm looking I got 940 and I'm looking the very last ticket that I have 951 <laughs> Ted my wife even said she's like it looked like you won the lottery I was like oh! like that I'm like Tana we won she's like yeah now she's like jumping up and down yelling the entire area at this car show in Puyallup, they're all cheering. They're like, oh, it's so adorable. Look at this kid. And they're probably like, look at the crazy dad. He's jumping up and down too. Oh, it was the best feeling, dude. So it kind of made me think of that with the fish. Like, yeah. it was like, oh, I was like, one more number I, down. So is this good or bad as a dad? Because <laughs> you know, now right. she's going to think every time you enter a raffle, she gets to win. <laughs> you're right. Dad's got to buy a lot of raffle tickets. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, and then the one nice thing, uh, which was like a, a feel-good moment, that after she won, she's like, can we go back and watch the rest of the raffle? I want to see if uh, Alex and Ariana win their prizes. So the other kids. <laughs> And I'm like, are we going there to rub it in that you won because you're holding this Lego? Like, And thankfully, they won theirs. Oh, and nice. she was fired up for them. So I was like, okay. 
At least this kid's got still a heart of gold, you know. I still like, too, that you're at a car show in Puyallup, because any Saturday in the summer I've been in Puyallup, it always looks like there's a car show going on. There is. This one was, like, right down our house, right by, like, this church right next to uh, the church that my wife goes to uh, that's right next to the Safeway on Shaw Road. All right. Yeah. yeah. Tatum, like, and it's great. These people, everyone that had the cars on, they were so nice. I've never been to a car show. I don't know. You know what? I went to the Greenwood car show this summer. I had never really go to car shows. I was I was super impressed. I was like, so oh, this is awesome. I get it now. I yeah. never understood it, but it's just a fun chance to hang out with everyone, show off what you love, which is your car. I was so nervous about my kid touching any of these cars. Some of them were from 1930. I'm like, don't touch it. Don't mess up the paint. But then one person saw my kid looking at their green car and was just like, did she want to go inside of it and sit in it? I'm like, I'm pretty sure she would. And then Tim's like, yeah, I do. So that was cool. I remember, I'll get this for real quick. A few years ago, I'm, I'm living in Belltown, and there's a firehouse, like like a, a block over. And I'm like, uh, and there's like these little alleys that are just for buses, but they had closed it off, and all the fire trucks are in there. It's obviously for families and stuff, but like, I'm like coming back from like Dan's little market or whatever. So it's like 10 a.m., and they're just starting. And like, I start looking around, I'm like, oh, that's cool looking. And the, one of the firemen was like, there's nobody here, bud. You want to? I was like, "Do you mind?" And he's like, "No, man. You get off in there." I'm like, "Thanks, dude." And like, I'm like taking selfies. <laughs> See, firefighters are heroes. I yeah, firefighters are hard to. And I, granted, I grew up. My, the guy across the street was a firefighter, but I, I love hanging with firefighters. Can you spot a firefighter from a mile away? Uh, I don't know. If I could say a mile, but they're. I could spot them. Yeah, like at the gym, there's certain yeah. guys, and even like one time, like we were somewhere and we met someone that Sid goes does CrossFit with, and she showed me. He's like, "Oh, that's the guy out there. He does CrossFit." I'm like, and after we walked away, I'm like, "Is he a firefighter?" She's like, "Yes. How'd you know?" And I'm like, "The mustache." I was just saying, he the had must- the firefighter stash. You know, is that certain the style stash? You could tell, yeah. and generally they're intimidating, but like some of the nicest dudes and women you'll meet. Most of the dudes I met at the gym that are firefighters. At first, I'm like, "This guy just looks like he wants to hurt me," and then I start talking to him. I'm like. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and, and always a firefighter. Sick mustache, nice muscles. <laughs> all right. First of all, good news. Since we've been gone, the Mariners just don't lose. Well, they lost last night, but they just stopped losing. Maybe we needed to not do the podcast because when we were doing the podcast, they hovered around 500. Now they're your 75 first place. and 57, first place in the AL West. Unbelievable. Teoscar Hernandez batting over 260. I won another bet with BJ because he didn't think he was going to get over 250 again. And here he is sitting at 264, Ted. And Julio Rodriguez is that good. Oh, MVP season. It, I mean, it, he is just that good. I, like, I keep forgetting it's his second full season. It's insane, dude. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's on fire. Mariners are on fire. Sounders, uh, still. And they didn't lose. They didn't lose. <laughs> Look, I was at Ace Hardware this morning, and then one guy had on a jersey. And I was like, can you help me find something? And he's like, yeah. And I go, you think we'll ever, like, get three points again? And he just started <laughs> laughing. He's like, man, I hope so. Uh, other than that, the big news, well, the big news, actually, the big news is the Mariners. Yes. So I should say that. dude. It's been so much fun. They are the hottest team in baseball. Correct. And everybody's talking about them. Yeah. I mean, you, right, you. I, I know because I was watching. I watch the replay sometimes of uh, part of the interruption at like eleven at night or midnight or eleven thirty, and like right, Kornheiser, Tony Kornheiser was making the argument that he should be the MVP, not Otani. But he's like, he's like, and I agree. MVP should be what you do for your team. I'm always Otani is yep. an unbelievable player, but yep. it's like the Angels suck. Right, right. Like, is this person making your team better? Yeah. 
but college football, they called it week zero last week. I was very happy to watch the real games. Look, I, I watched preseason too, but it was nice to watch college football games that mattered. This weekend, Labor Day weekend, you got some, what's it? I think Sunday afternoon, who is it? Florida State and some, like there's a, there's a massive game on Sunday and there's nice. a couple games on Saturday. I know the Huskies, the campaign what, uh, this what, weekend. What are they in now? The, so the, technically, the Pac they're, 15, they're like, in the Pac 12 right now, okay, but okay, next okay. year, uh, they'll be one of Maryland's rivals in the Big Ten. Oh, yeah. So does that mean they'll play against each other? So they're going to be in a different division. Gotcha. But every like three or four years, Maryland football should be in Seattle. How fired up are you for oh, that? I can't. Well, in hoops, they'll come out every year. Yeah. So yeah, I I can't wait. That's and it's awesome. kind of weird. It's like I go to a lot of Husky games and we'll wear purple, but like ah, oh, you're in the same conference. Uh oh. <laughs> like th- I I think that's Ted, but I've never seen Ted not wear purple and gold. Right. This is not the Ted that we know and love. Uh, then other than that, you know, NFL's done preseason, so you just got to watch. Story, Ted. Oh, Bobo? Hashtag more Bobo. It's happening. I wanted Jake Bobo, baby. I wanted Aesop to make the team, though. Oh. The kid out of Washington State, the other wide receiver. Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yes. So that, like, but I was like, I like that kid. I thought he had a, had a chance there. But the Bobo story's been just amazing. Oh, the, but you can't stop the Bobo train. Yeah. I mean, what did, what did FCTP last night was like, he's a legend or something. And I was like, 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 like Matt, hang on. Let's let's see him in the regular season before we call him legend status. There are so many like superstar preseason players that once the season starts, more often than not, they're quarterbacks. You'll see that, and you're like, that's the future. And then you're like, where the hell did that guy go? He's not even on the XFL. Uh, but like, yeah. Well, that's what that's what's tough about the preseason. Yeah, is you got to keep in mind like there's a lot of people not playing. Yeah, but then also sometimes like coaches are just running certain plays or schemes. That's a good point. Just to see how it'll work. They don't really care the. You know what I mean? Like they don't they're just practicing plays. They're just practicing plays. But I would not be surprised to see a handful of Jake Bobo jerseys on in oh, in, in Lumen guess, Field. Oh yeah. oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like I feel like he really did like capture the hearts of the Seahawks. And obviously there's a lot to love about this team. There's some people projecting that they're gonna win the NFC West, which is like crazy to think, you know, which is awesome. But like that Bobo story was just like because he's not a very fast runner. He barely got under five. <laughs> I know. Right? Like I was just like it's insane to hear. He's an undrafted rookie out of UCLA. and You ever just, timed a 40? No. So I did like freshman football and, and JV football. We timed 40s. I ran a 6.9 and a 6.7. I don't think I would even get to that. I think I'd be over seven, man. It, I mean, now I probably, I mean, you're right. Yeah. I think, I, I think I'm as good of a runner as I am a bowler, and that's not good. <laughs> you know, I've picked up my bowling habits. Although we went to a bowling place called Round One in the South Hill Mall, Tatum, right. and, which was hilarious watching her bowl because they, you know, the bumpers go up and then they got this giant like dinosaur apparatus that's like, you oh put yeah, the ball you just push on, it off and it just. But she was carrying the ball like I was impressed, like she was she was loving it. But like I didn't, I was lazy, so I was just using my, the ball that my wife grabbed, which was like really light, but right. my fingers barely fit in it, so I almost had to like pinch the holes. This sounds bad out of context. I threw like four strikes. Oh, nice. One after another after another. My wife's like, I thought you said you suck at bowling. I'm like, just wait. And then eventually, I still didn't bowl over. I think I got like a 150. And that was like a- Oh my God. That's the best I've ever bowled. Yeah, I was good. I was fired up as I was say I bowled a 134. I think it was, it was either 150 or 125. I'll have to All double right. check it because I, I hate to lie and make you feel beneath me, Ted. Wow. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's just another reason I feel oh, beneath here you. There we go. There we are. Where, where's our scores? Okay. I bowled a 150. Yeah. Good on you, dude. How about Tatum bowled a 72? 
Man, that's oh, you kicked the crap out of your wife. Oh, I crushed her. <laughs> God, I was all proud of that one thirty four I bowled a couple weeks ago. Dude, it was Mixie comes out here with a one fifty. Just pinch the holes, man. Pinch the holes. <laughs> that's my tip for everybody. Pinch the holes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's sports. I would say also it's Labor Day weekend. Get yes. out there. Saturday should be nice. I might have a little, little cloudy Sunday and Monday. So like, if you're going to Bumbershoot, I don't know if you are. Uh, I am not. Okay, well, if are anyone, you going? I am. Because oh, nice. I'm performing at Bumbershoot. Bumbermania. Oh, for the first time wrestling. ever. I was like, what band are you in now? <laughs> <laughs> this is the craziest thing for me. I know we got to run. But the craziest thing. I think I'm the first person to ever do this because I've played music at Bumbershoot. All right. So I, I think I'm the, which is a very, very, very niche like stat, but first person to ever play drums and wrestle at Bumbershoot. Granted, play drums or play in a band and then wrestle. That's true. Play in a band. Has Fozzie ever played? <laughs> you know, that's a very good point. That's the only other person I can think of that maybe has But did stat. not wrestle at Bumbershoot. What, what day are you wrestling? Saturday and Sunday. So... Uh, SOS Pro Wrestling is putting right. it on, and we're doing two shows each day. So one at 4.30 and one at 8 p.m. So if you're out and about, it's going to be right by the Space Needle, right by Mopop. You know, there's like that creamy-looking orange maze that's printed like on a parking lot area. Oh, uh, yeah, by like that weird park? Yes. Yeah. I think so. I think it's right by there. Uh, that's where they're going to put the ring. And so we're going to be like right underneath the Space Needle. And we're going to do—I'm uh, going to wrestle one day on Saturday— and then on Sunday, both both days, 4.30 and 8 p.m. are the shows. And um, right. one of the shows, I think mine on Sunday, uh, like one will be regular wrestling with like who you are as a wrestler. And then the other show is a cosplay-themed one. And it's all Seattle-centric. So like they're going to have someone dressed as Jimi Hendrix. I think Ethan HD is going to be taking on oh, this nice. dude that's dressed. Ethan. He's going to be dressed as um, uh, Macklemore. So, you know. All right. Then there's going to be like, you know, Paul Allen taking on Bill Gates or – this guy taking on that guy. So for my cosplay, I'm going to be the man, the myth, the legend. Number eight for your Seattle Seahawks, Matt Hasselbeck. And I'm going to be Good wrestling. Because he's bald? Yes. You should let your Caesar ring grow out a little bit. I was thinking that. I need to like keep that little oh, Yeah, lip. don't shave. Yeah. Right? It's already Wednesday. Don't shave That's the sides. And I got to get the black liner under my eyes. Oh, it's even easier now. So they just have the strips. Oh, I got to go get one of Dick's. Yeah. That's a good call. And I already got off of eBay a Matt Hasselbeck jersey for like 20 bucks. So I just got that. So I'm excited about that. And who am I wrestling? Any guesses? Is it another Seahawk? Former Seahawk. Lynch. No. Think about it. We need a good guy and a bad guy. And obviously people love Matt Hasselbeck. Oh, the Boz. No. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Russell Wilson. Oh, that makes sense. So the guy I'm wrestling, I hope he's going to have a Broncos Russell Wilson jersey on. And Matt Hasselbeck is going to beat the crap out of Russell Wilson. You better win that one. I know, right? I was trying. I, 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 didn't, I waited too late, but I was going to bug our buddy Jose. Maybe I still can. and be like, hey, what's uh, Walter Jones doing on Sunday? <laughs> and have Walter Jones bring me out to the ring? Oh, Walt, big Walt protecting I mean, Matt that would, Hasselbeck. That would be awesome. And have him involved in the match. Walt's told me before he wants to come see me wrestle. This is the one. I, mean, I would hit him up tomorrow. And you got to, I don't like it. As long as we're talking fantasy, 
if you get Walt there, he's got to go in the center of the ring. Yes. And then you got to line up, right? Because he was a tackle, right? Yeah. So you got to line up two spots off him. Yes. And I just, he's got to get a couple pass blocks. Yes. <laughs> How great would that be? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So that's should go be buy a- one of those crappy little kid footballs that's soft and just walk, like toss it to the ground. That's actually not a bad call. Yeah, they're super cheap. And I'm definitely going to get the whole Seahawk chant going. <laughs> I'll hit him with a move and be like, Seahawks, boom. Seahawks, boom. <laughs> <laughs> so if you go into Bumbershoot, I think on Saturday I'm wrestling as Steve Miggs and I'll be the usual jerk that I am. But then on Sunday, I'm everybody's hero. All right. Seattle's biggest hero. <laughs> Matt Hasselbeck. That'd be great, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, I know we got to run. Yep. Dude, we gave him a hard 40. Yeah, I know. We gave we gave him. Hey, we didn't just put in the time. We put in the work. We did. Overtime <laughs> for you. Have a great weekend, and we'll be back, I think, next week. I'm here. I mean, we're going to be here. We just don't know if we're going to record a podcast. <laughs> we are. Oh, we are. <laughs> <laughs>